Welcome to Choate's post-Roe v. Wade podcast series, hosted by a multidisciplinary team of attorneys discussing the potential Supreme Court overturn of Roe v. Wade and its impact on employers, professionals, healthcare providers, data and privacy service providers, educational institutions, and investors. Hello, and welcome to all of our listeners. The podcast that you are about to hear is part of Choate Hall and Stewart's podcast series addressing the legal import and the aftermath of the leaked draft opinion of Justice Alito, suggesting that in the very near future, Roe versus Wade will be overturned. My name is Joan Lukey, and I'm the co-chair of the Complex Trial and Appellate Group at Choate. But much more importantly, with us today is Choate's senior counsel, the retired Chief Justice of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court, Margaret Marshall to offer us her insights on this significant legal development. Chief Justice Marshall, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Joan, it's a pleasure to be here. Let me move to the specific issue within Justice Alito's draft opinion in which he states in very stark terms that this decision relates only to the issue of abortion rights and to no other rights. Can you tell us as an appellate justice and as the chief of the highest appellate court in this commonwealth, what your thoughts are on the concept that an appellate opinion can ever be a one-off opinion? Justice Alito in this first draft of his not only says that once, he says it several times and he's obviously concerned about that. In my experience, there is no such thing as a one-off opinion for this reason. When the decision is handed down, the decision for the United States Supreme Court does not say this court overrules law against Wade or this court upholds law against Wade. There's a lengthy, in this case, the leaked, not yet final decision is some 98 single space pages. There is plenty of language in there that undoubtedly will be used in other cases. Now, why is there a concern about how far the impact of a decision such as the one of this first draft? It's because Justice Alito has plenty of a very expansive language, such as there's no fundamental right to an abortion because it is not deeply rooted in the history and traditions of the United States at the time of the adoption of the Constitution in 1787. I think it is that language that the rights that are being asserted here namely a woman's right to have the uh, government not interfere with her personal decision-making, wasn't a deeply, at least Justice Alito saying, was not deeply rooted in the history and traditions of the United States at the time it was adopted. But so many other things were not deeply rooted in the history and traditions of the United States. And from an outside point of view, it seems as if some of those are closely related to abortion. Justice Alito is insistent 
that abortion is different, uh, that prenatal life is different, that it involves the killing of a human being and the right to contraception or the right to same-sex marriage or the right to engage in sexual activities in the privacy of one's home without government interference are very different kinds of rights. It's not clear that everybody in our society agrees with that. There are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of judges in the United States who may be faced with questions, and it would be absurd to think they would not look to the language and the holding of uh, the Dobbs case to argue persuasively one way or another. It appears that Justice Alito has severely undercut the concept of the right to privacy. If that is a correct reading of what he's done, what might flow from that in terms of consequences if a justice is applying the reasoning of Justice Alito's decision, assuming it becomes final? I think there is a concern that if this first draft opinion does become the law and the language is adopted by the majority of the justices, one can think of many ways where the right to make and implement important personal decisions without government interference, one would say, is one of the hallmarks of a democracy. It is correct that it is not specifically written into the Constitution of the United States Supreme Court. And Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, the chief author of the Casey decision, spoke much more strongly about the 14th Amendment liberty interests, which were adopted when the 14th Amendment was adopted, which was in the 19th century, not the beginning of the Constitution. But again, to rely on the 14th Amendment due process clause, it's hard to say that Justice O'Connor was, at least to my judgment, Justice O'Connor was just abandoning the right to privacy. I think that's one of the bases of concerns. The second, I think, is that Justice Alito, in this first draft of the opinion, says that because abortion is not what we would term a fundamental constitutional right. Legislatures can regulate any regulation that has a rational basis. Now, in constitutional law, there are different levels. If you have a fundamental right, such as the right to vote, when the legislature tries to regulate it, the court will look very closely at it, would give a very strict look at what that right is. Justice Alito says this is not a fundamental right, so it's just rational basis. And essentially what that means is that a legislature has a very, very, very broad way to regulate in this area. What has been dropped out of that, and that I think is going to be one of the conflict points if this draft opinion becomes the final opinion, is Justice Alito does say that There is a right, a woman's right at issue here, uh, but suggests that the legislature can essentially regulate it in any way that it wants to. So certainly the 15-week limit that was set by Mississippi, that's fine as far as he's concerned. Presumably that could become a much shorter period of time, require notice, medical regulations, so on and so forth. So I think it does have very broad 
implication. If indeed this decision stands and the concept becomes ingrained in our law that there is no right of privacy guaranteed by the United States Constitution, does that reach such issues as gay marriage, interracial marriage, other rights of that nature? I think it would depend on what the right at issue is. In the gay marriage case, the United States Supreme Court said marriage is a fundamental right, just as Alito went up, goes out of his way in this first draft of an opinion to say that this opinion says nothing about gay marriage. But there are other cases without marriage itself. One of the ones we've already seen is what services is the public required to provide to couples who want to marry? It was a case about, you know, making a wedding cake. There are all kinds of issues that are close to marriage and around marriage, but may not necessarily be marriage. This language in the first draft opinion of Justice Alito's is so broad is so far-reaching that it is hard to say at this point that it would have no ripple effect on anything where there has been an important personal decision that one wants to protect from government interference or government regulation. It's very difficult to predict. Again, remember, much of the language could change even if the bottom-line decision remains the same, namely that Mississippi's regulation passes constitutional scrutiny, the language could change and then everything is back to square one again. Chief Justice Marshall, thank you so much for being with us today to give us your insights. You certainly stand in a terrific position by virtue of your experience to do so. And I'm sure it's a great help to all of our listeners. I know I have been greatly enlightened by it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chair. For more information, please visit www.chote.com. You can also listen to additional podcast episodes in the newsroom of our website and subscribe to them wherever you listen to podcasts, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. The information presented in this recording is for educational purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice for a specific situation. If you wish to obtain legal advice, you should retain an attorney and explain the facts of your particular situation.